0: Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the leaders sparking the rise of Bentonville, one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities in the United States, nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in America's heartland. Hey, I'm your host, James Bell, and I am thrilled to share the studio today with Chris Thompson, who is the creator, CEO, and co-founder of Sober Sidekick, which makes the you the hero of your own recovery and helps you reach unimaginable new heights. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, James. Grateful to be here. Yeah, you bet. So let's start with one of my favorite questions. Without necessarily getting into the story yet of what led you to create Sober Sidekick, Mm -hmm. will you let the audience know about you? What is it that they should know about you?
1: Yeah. So I'm Chris. I'm one of the founders of Sober Sidekick, and I believe I'm here on this earth to uh, help people who have overcome similar struggles that I have. So yeah, when it comes to us, we're very mission-driven. Everything comes down to how can we help people? And we love building technology. We love building things that the world hasn't seen before. And yeah,
0: that's a little bit about us. Very cool. Well, I'm going to ask a lot more about Silver Sidekick here in a minute, too, and probably dive into your store So story some more, but you're here in Bentonville today. I have to ask, where mm-hmm. did you move here from and how long have you been here?
1: Yeah, so I've been here since June of okay. this year, so fresh off the boat, and I came here from California, specifically Los Angeles.
0: Fantastic. Okay, let's dive further into your your story, and I hear you've mm-hmm. got quite a story. Will you share the next stage of your story or the stage of your story that led you to founding Sober Sidekick?
1: yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely someone who may have likely died had I not met the right people at the right time. And for years, I was trapped in a, a vicious cycle of alcoholism, substance abuse, and wanted to stop but didn't know how. And it drove me into a, a deep hole of isolation. And as I began my own recovery journey and began climbing out of that pit, kind of was reflecting on all the different factors that kept me down for so long that I allowed to keep me down for so long. And we asked ourselves, like, how could we build something that creates a world where it's easier for people to climb out of this pit? Because the fact is, it's one of the the deepest holes for people to climb out of and the success rates aren't great. So what can we do is the question.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, first of all, congratulations on pulling your own self up by the bootstraps and Uh, I had help. (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay. You had help. Well, congratulations then on a powerfully inspiring comeback story, you know, so much so that now you're helping people, you know, thinking about life in general. I haven't had this experience. I'll say, unfortunately, I've been around a a number of people who Mm -hmm. have lived around a number of people Mm -hmm. um, at, at one time, you know, who were, you know, experiencing drug and alcohol Mm-hmm. Um, uh, problems but you know it's one thing in life to get yourself through that sort of basic rut mm-hmm. this is a gully right yeah. and so you decided you weren't taking it anymore yes with some help uh, mm-hmm. but what do you attribute to that mindset where you decided I'm not taking it anymore and I'm going to do something about it
1: yeah that's that's a good question I, I think the thing with substance abuse is it it can take you to a place you never thought you'd be. For instance, years before that, I was a college athlete. I had other startups. I had all these things going on. And where I was on my rock bottom is a place I I, I never imagined myself sleeping on the street of LA with nowhere to go. I never imagined that as a rock bottom. And, you know, the question, one of the biggest questions that was a different Differentiator for me was, you know, asking myself honestly, like, how did I get here on that day? And then for the first time, recognizing, okay, there's a big difference between fault and responsibility because for so long I had played this game in my head of is it my fault? Is it someone else's fault? And both answers didn't get me anywhere. If it's my fault, that led to more guilt and shame, which kept me Hmm. down. And if it was someone else's fault, that led to more victim mode. But asking myself, how can I just own where I'm at today? How can I take responsibility for my life and leave that guilt and shame behind? Because, you know, that that's the trap is guilt and shame.
0: Man, I, I'm making a note of that because that applies to so much more than addiction, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, just owning where you're at or where something is at in everyday life is, is is important. The fastest path out yeah. of solving any problem still mm-hmm. takes a lot of work, but I can see, and I've not, not heard anybody put it that way before in terms of uh, solving the problem of addiction, but that totally makes mm-hmm. makes sense to me. So let's talk more about Sober Sidekick. Mm-hmm. Exactly what is it how does it work for your members?
1: Yeah, yeah. So early in my recovery journey as I started to open up and build connections, you know, I I had started to realize I'm definitely not the first to say this. There's famous TED Talks Mm -hmm. of people who have said the exact same thing, but opposite of addiction is connection. And also the realization that alcohol was never my problem. It was my only solution. It was my only coping mechanism for life. So you take the alcohol away, that doesn't solve anything. That's why I failed so many times trying to get sober. And it's about, you know, building those relationships, those honest, you know, authentic relationships where you can be real with the other person. That's what started to be the different difference maker for me. So recognizing that, you know, what if isolation is the real enemy here? And we started to think about that and we came up with what we call our empathy algorithm. And in theory, it would guarantee a 100% chance of a written response from a member of your own community every time you write a post within this platform. Hmm. So not AI, not our team, but empowering people to help people. And since we launched in January of 2019, that has been true 100% of the time. So since, since that date, no member has ever had an experience where they wrote a post and didn't get written support from someone in their own community in return. And then the same way, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram are all optimizing for uh, certain KPIs, whether it's time on the app. One of our bottom lines is empathy and tracking empathy. And we gamified empathy to the point where for every member who posts 6.2 people are reaching out to you in minutes, if not seconds, every single time. And you know so it's a app available in the app stores iOS and android and it's just endless support round the clock real time and one thing i'll say is people don't come back for us or our features they come back for each other and that's the difference
0: maker is community oh man that's that's uh, really impressive isolation in whatever form is a cause of a lot of problems mm-hmm. in a lot of communities i mean oh, they, yeah. you just take the elderly community mm-hmm. It's one of the it's one of the top reasons elderly folks die. It's the beginning of a chain of events, mm-hmm. uh, and so you know whether it's leading to addiction or something else, it's it's a huge problem. Um, mm. That you know perhaps there's this is a solution for some oh, other yeah. uh, things on the as well. At. Okay, very cool. So your members are what I like to refer to putting on my business hat as benefactory consumers. In other words, they don't pay for it. Mm -hmm. but they receive the benefit of it. Who then are your paying customers? And maybe this is a two-part question. Mm -hmm. The first one that I'm thinking about is what's wrong with the business model for a sobriety app where the consumer pays for it? Mm -hmm. And then the second part of the question is who are your paying customers and what's in it for them?
1: Yeah, yeah. So first off, we chose to keep the app free for our members because the community is the value. Mm-hmm. so therefore the more members the more value to the individual member and then also when people are entering their recovery journey they aren't in the best necess- they aren't necessarily in the best financial uh position so in order to fulfill our mission and meet people where they're at charging our members just doesn't make sense yeah majority of our new members are less than a week sober when they join if not today today is the most common sobriety date um, when people join our platform. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, when it comes to a business model for us as a company, we had originally tested out a business model with providers, which very quickly went from like 1500 MRR to almost 70K MRR over six months. Wow. But we, we knew that we had to keep this model at arm's length. Because it was almost a competing value proposition with mm-hmm. that of our members, and we got to a point where we didn't want to scale it any further, you know we knew that we knew that this was a space where we didn't want to be successful when our members failed, of which providers in the end succeed when members relapse that's right and then we eventually made the decision to cut that revenue stream off in order to double down on our mission. So currently we're at a state where we've just raised our first institutional round. The American Heart Association led that round. And it's based on our a model uh, that we intend to implement with insurers um, who have the most to gain when our members succeed in their healthcare journey.
0: Very nice. I love that, that you found that. I mean, there's nobody benefits when, I guess, if the consumer's paying for it, mm-hmm then essentially you're making money every time they relapse. Mm-hmm. If the provider's paying for it, then yes, it is it is a good business model for them to have people relapse. Uh, relapse. And so mm-hmm. I love this idea of going to the insurers mm-hmm. and, and you know, what's in it for them all is, is pretty obvious here, saving money. Chris, you relocated to Bentonville to grow yeah. and scale your company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, So here you are in Northwest Arkansas on the heartland. Why did you do it?
1: Yeah, yeah. My short answer, if someone asked me on the street, is I say it was a gut decision, which is no longer feels like a gut decision. Okay. But this time last year, I'd never been to Arkansas, but there were a few people in my ear who were telling me that there's opportunities here, which I didn't take that seriously because it I was I was happy in LA. There was nothing wrong with LA. And then uh, eventually our first angel investor, Ramsey Ball, who's a part of the community here, had built a relationship with him to the point where it's like, I'll come out to Arkansas to see you and meet you in person. And then, so made that first trip, it was either March or April last year. And that trip led to a follow-up trip And the follow up trip was attending the Heartland Summit. Mm. And then by the end of the Heartland Summit, I had so many, so many things I wanted to follow up on where, you know, the FOMO was real, fear of missing out. And the next trip, um, bought a house. (laughs) So (laughs) that's great. Three
0: trips. And the funny thing is, I didn't even know I was thinking about it till it was too late. That's amazing. Well, Ramsey, in addition to being an angel investor, is one of the real angels in our community. Oh, How yeah. in the world does a guy from L.A. meet Ramsey Ball?
1: Yeah. So um, the last day job I had was working for a tech startup that was in L.A. And after I left, I stayed in touch with a woman named Emma Willis, who she was she got was very involved in ESO's entrepreneurial support organizations in the area. And she was the first voice in my ear and the most consistent voice in my ear telling me that I should give it a shot. And Ramsey was an introduction from her. Almost everyone early on was an introduction from Emma. And, you know, we still continue to have a a great collaborative relationship to this day.
0: All roads point to Emma. Uh, yeah. She is one of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. In fact, she's on our board at the, at the chamber and she's an incredible person and resource oh, yeah. to this community. And I'm glad that she talked you into coming to check it out. <laughs> yeah. Will you talk about some? Well, you've talked about a couple of the folks. Will you talk about some other folks and organizations you've had the opportunity to connect with here who have been able to uh, help you out so far?
1: Yeah, yeah. So Paige Jernigan was one of mm-hmm. the people I met on the first trip, and basically from that first meeting, she's been one of my favorite people in this location. And she actually officially joined our advisory board. Nice over the over the summer, but extremely mission aligned from a healthcare perspective, from an economic development perspective, and just you know fully fully sees the need and you know early on in early in the startup journey finding those mission driven mission aligned people are are just so important and Paige has been huge there huge connector for us and it's it's amazing having someone of her caliber involved in our mission
0: you bet. yeah. And Bates leads, of course, Heartland Ford, yeah, which runs the Heartland Summit. Oh, mm-hmm. I got to ask you about that. The Heartland Summit. What did you think when you got here? So that was your first trip. That was my second trip. Oh, second trip. Okay. Yeah. Even on your second trip, you drop into the Heartland Summit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think about that as you looked around and saw the folks who were there and that being here in Bentonville, was that a surprise to you? Yeah,
1: it, it was. It was, you know... Seeing the quality of people there and the level of people there, and initially, my thought is like, "Why am I here? <laughs> like how did I get invited I to felt this the same way yeah <laughs> um, but then it's like, forget that like take take advantage on where I'm at mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and this it you know, and seeing such a cool opportunity like that fall in my lap, it just opened my eyes that's where the FOMO really started to kick in because it's like there's a path here and I'm I'm going to take this as, you know, when you start a startup, it's always what keeps you awake at night is how can I push this forward? Mm-hmm. And once an answer comes to mind, there's nothing you can do to ignore it. You know, right. you, you can't unsee it. And once I saw it, I can't, couldn't unsee it. Sometimes when my friends or colleagues ask me like how I know certain people, I'll be like Bentonville, you know, and, and then I'll, I'll call it my Trojan horse. Cause it's just, I, I mean, I've heard so many people say it's the best kept secret here in the U
0: S. Yeah, you bet. What are some other surprising discoveries you made about the Bentonville community and the startup ecosystem here?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, less and less started to surprise me after I, I you know, Continue to meet people and understand like the vision for the area, like mm-hmm. it's, it, the, it all started to make sense as far as why, why there's so much, so much going on. And I, I, but I mean, I think what I found the most positive is the intentionality of the location. Like here are our goals. Here's what we want to see happen and the alignment of leaders across the different spaces to push towards those that north star those north stars and and that's what's been the most exciting to me is you know the l- willingness to collaborate everyone seeing each other as teammates versus strangers is mm-hmm. is really
0: contagious that is contagious and you're right folks do see each other's teammates here mm-hmm. the the level of cross-organizational work and cross-people work that that happens here blows me away Mm -hmm. every day. But it surprised me at first to hear you say this, and then it didn't surprise me. And you said, I'm less and less surprised every day. But You're right. Once you understand what's happening here and what the vision is and why people are doing this thing, Mm -hmm. it is less and less surprising that, Something name whatever it is yeah. blank could yeah. happen here, or blank is mm-hmm. involved here, or, yeah. or, or or whatever. It does become less and less surprising, even if for that second, like, what? <laughs> yeah. Before you came here, well, you've talked uh, about you know before you came here a little bit. But what what were your beliefs about this place before you came here that maybe changed once you arrived?
1: Yeah, I I guess I didn't have strong beliefs. It was more, I didn't know. Um, I'd never been here before, you know, and I mean, there's, there's so many things that are true about most small towns Mm -hmm. in the U S that aren't true about this small town. And really I, I just was, you know, that first trip here was just so full of surprises and kind of my eyes opening up. So so yeah, I, I I really didn't come here with strong assumptions outside of like,
0: I don't know. Um yeah. That's fair enough. Um, how does Bitonville help you personally live the life that you deserve? So building a company is
1: very taxing um mm-hmm. and requires a lot of resilience. And um I think the you know when everything was in LA you know everything was over zoom almost nothing in person so the uh it was i noticed after the fact how much more draining it was to not be able to meet people in person and just because no one wants to drive in LA including me right. <laughs> um you know it's just we at, everyone's adapted to zoom and google meets so why meet in person so i think that that part has been invigorating allowing me to enjoy more of the day-to-day, the day-to-day to get more and more interesting and being able to connect with our allies at a, a personal level. You know, going over to Blake Street or meeting with Ramsey at his office or meeting grabbing coffee with Paige, all these things throughout the week, adding more energy, adding more, adding more, you know, excitement to the work that we're doing. So I would say that's huge. Also just being I I mean I'm a big fan of outdoors and going on walks or runs and just breathing and you know I I I just love nature and that's that's a cool thing that I get to have in my life now as well as the airport is five minutes away so if I <laughs> if I need to take a quick meeting in L.A. or in New York
0: easiest security you're ever going to go through <laughs> that is um, so true yeah yeah. It is a fabulous place to live and a fabulous way way mm-hmm. to live. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've done startups myself, and you're right. It is very taxing. Mm-hmm. And having the ability to actually live life and build a startup at the same time is yeah. something that's very difficult to find, mm-hmm. even in places that aren't the size of L.A. And that is one of our secret weapons here. Oh, yeah. Who else should be here in Bentonville and why? What would be your pitch to them?
1: Yeah, I would say anyone who's looking to change the world. Because here in Bentonville, there's no shortage of people who see that we need to change the way we need to change the status quo. And there's more motivation, more incentive to be a part of that change. Here, I would describe this whole town as a startup. And, you know, I know for myself, I'm either at least for the foreseeable future, I'm always going to be a part of my own startup or someone else's because the impact that you get to have when you're part of a startup is completely different than joining a company where everything's already in motion. And that's what I would say about Bentonville is, you know, it's got a bright, bright future ahead. And these are the early stages and, you know, it's an opportunity to get in on the ground floor and, have an impact and make some of the changes that you want to see in the world
0: happen. You know, that is so true. I mean, the, if our friends over at Bentonville have a, have a, a podcast, if you haven't heard it by the, checked it out, by the way, you should I believe it's called a new American town mm. that, you know, really talks about Bentonville uh, mm. in, in this light. But, you know, some of the oldest institutions in town are still doing some of the newest things in town. I mean, mm-hmm. I work for the chamber. It's been around since, uh, well, Gosh, I'd hate to get the date wrong. I think it's 1926. Oh wow. So nearly a hundred years, but mm. we still do things that are are new and fresh and mm-hmm. act like a startup in many ways and continue to, mm. you know, try to, you know, change the things that we do. Our our largest company here in town happens to be the largest company in the world. And mm-hmm. watching watching them innovate is just fascinating. Watching oh, yeah. them try every type of last model, every uh, Being the you know drone delivery and the first autonomous trucks, yeah, without a safety driver and in just all the things that they're doing, mm. you know, watching them work every day, build themselves anew, and then watching this town sort of become new. It feels mm-hmm. like every six months, oh, uh, yeah. the Ledger Building just opened. Uh, yeah. since when I got here, the uh, new Walmart headquarters was the new home. Uh, office was just dirt being pushed around now mm. buildings are rising up out of the ground and oh yeah and uh, we're you know that's a huge uh campus we're still i don't know what a a couple of years away from it being uh completely done but just these are some of the older and larger institutions in town and what you're talking about is the newer ones and it's it's fascinating to watch it all uh work together and it's just new place where people try things new and are here to change the world like you said outside of building your company when you just want to relax or try something new what are your go-tos here in Bentonville
1: yeah yeah i would i would say that relaxing is one of <laughs> one of the things that i'm working on um, same <laughs> but i i really enjoy getting outside still play basketball there's a pickup group that plays every Thursday night, which I try to get out to whenever I can. We were recipients of the incentive program. So both nice. uh, my girlfriend and I were given a bike, of which we're we're getting out. Also, Eureka Springs is her, my girlfriend's uh, aunt lives up there. Oh. So it's a beautiful drive up there into the Ozarks. Yeah. And yeah, just getting to know people. I'm still new here. So, you know, every week is filled with coffees and lunches with people
0: I haven't met yet and enjoy getting to know. That is so cool. You mentioned Eureka Springs. That's such a cool town. It's a very quirky town. Yeah. And it's it's just so cool. You really get a taste of an old town in the Ozarks that has a cool vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, to it when you go there. It's it's worth everybody checking out. Chris, will you tell me a story? And we'll call this a hashtag because Bentonville story. And and that looks like something that, you know, a story or a moment that could only happen here or perhaps describes the essence of this place.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard to pick one. Yeah, I mean, the the first journalist to ever write about me and our team and the work that we're doing was a fortune journalist and that could have only happened in Bentonville. <laughs> and, you know, it it kind of took our story to places it hadn't been before. And, you know, I almost didn't really believe it as it was happening or even after the fact, because it's like, does it make sense that, you know, the first, you know, but because of Bentonville only in Bentonville and, you know, I, there's other stories that I would give, but I don't want to name drop, but just <laughs> the people that I've met here, people that, you know, I never would have predicted meeting or building relationships with because Bentonville, you know, and when it comes to like leaders in our space, they all have, they all have somewhere on their calendar, a trip to Bentonville in 2023. So the opportunity to just connect with people that you never, people around the world coming through this small town.
0: Yeah, it is a very global place mm-hmm. with remarkable connections, mm-hmm. remarkable shortcuts to connections. Oh, yeah. This has been a fantastic conversation. We do have to land it soon. So a few important questions to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. First, what's next for Silver Sidekick? Yeah. So our mission
1: is to scale the most epic wave of real life comeback stories the world has ever seen. Love it. So that's a mission that essentially won't end until all 22 million Americans who are chronically suffering have found, have found their, their story, their, mm-hmm. their journey. But for us, we, we see the lack of clarity when it comes to behavioral health and what success looks like. And we see an opportunity to define what success looks like for entire health systems. And we imagine a world where healthcare is community driven, and we see that lack of community is kind of the beginning of many chronic causes, whether it's addiction or diabetes, or all types of healthcare issues. And you know, if we build a world where people helping people is the norm, mm-hmm. um, anything can happen. That's great. How may our
0: audience be helpful to you?
1: Yeah. For one, I I love getting to know new people. So if you hear this and you you find any of this interesting or want to talk, I'm always down for coffee or breakfast. So just reach out, whether it's LinkedIn or our website. Two, I would say, you know, there's a lot of... I mean, there's no... Our audience is the biggest silent audience in the world, Mm -hmm. I would say. And, you know, if you... Are in a hole yourself join us, join our community as as we know it's free and it's it's the most supportive place you're ever going to find and you know let's say you've already overcome some hurdles and are deep into your own comeback story. a challenge I always have for myself you know is getting more and more bold when it comes to sharing my story and sharing where I've been and I would just encourage you to be more bold uh, when it comes to sharing your story because you you have no idea the impact that that
0: could have on others. So, yeah. That's great, man. Outside of the things that we've discussed, what's the most meaningful experience or moment in your life and why?
1: Yeah. Well, every Thursday afternoon, we host a meeting with our members where any of our members can join. We always keep it to a small group Mm -hmm. where we get to hear their stories and just have a conversation and you know, just seeing every opportunity I have to see the impact that our members are having on each other is super powerful. But, uh, one really cool moment that kind of is a culmination of those things is when, you know, I met people in real life who have said like, well, you're Chris from sober sidekick. And one example, there's actually a, you know, this was very impactful for me early on in LA because, you know, the app was just a few thousand members and I was putting the same amount of effort as I was now. And I only got paid in in gratitude back then. Uh-huh. But a guy, actually a, a DEA officer, uh reached out to me and he told me that he's here in California because he he got help on Sober Sidekick and he he flew across the country from I believe it was Iowa. To LA to get help. And he said like, quote me on this sober sidekick saved my life. And he gave me one of his badge patches and I had the opportunity to have coffee with him. So that was one of those moments early on where it was just validation that, you know, we don't have it all figured out, but we're, we're, you know,
0: we're going down the right rabbit hole. Um, Yeah. Wow. That, that is a powerful story. And, Mm. um, you know, when you're doing startups, you're not making a lot of money sometimes for yeah. quite a while, hopefully mm-hmm. someday. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, the payment really is in hearing how you're changing people's lives. Mm-hmm. So that's an incredible story. And um, I can't imagine the ones that will follow. Thank you for, Oh, I've got one more question before we quit. Mm-hmm. What should I have asked you today that I did not ask? That's a good question. Um, I mean, we, we
1: covered a lot, um, but if you have a final question that has popped into your mind, feel free to go, go with it. Okay. What's something few people know about you? Something few people know about me. Um, yeah, yeah. I share a birthday with my mom. Um, my middle name is Donald. (laughs) um don't give your social security number alongside that <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah what street were you born on no I'm no. um yeah I I've I I
0: really don't know um I totally fine threw yeah. a curveball at you yeah and this has been great mm-hmm. uh thank you you know I'm so happy that you came on the show and thank you for sharing your story and that a sober sidekick and some mm-hmm. knowledge that folks can take and, and, and use, Mm -hmm. um, and thank you for, well, congratulations again for your comeback story, but thank you for helping other people create their own comeback stories. Yeah. It's just people helping
1: people, paying it forward. Plenty of people were there for me and, you know, the people that are being supported right now are going to be people who are supporting others a year from now. So it's just a endless cycle of empathy.
0: Awesome. Love it. Hey, thank you to our Bentonville Beacon audience. You know, this show wouldn't be possible without you. I have a request of you today that's that's different from the past. Will you take a moment and send me a note and let me know how this you feel this show is going? And what are some of the episodes you've really enjoyed listening to? My email address is letter J Bell B E L L at greaterbentonville As always, keep coming back to hear more stories from Bentonville's leaders who are really sparking the rise of Bentonville to hear more about Bentonville in Northwest Arkansas, this place where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. And hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player. And of course, visit BentonvilleEconomicDevelopment.com to see all of our episodes. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon podcast. We hope to see you next week.